This is an SJC Radio production. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to episode five of Pit Stop. Joined by the usual pit crew, uh, Joe and Ed. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. I have to start off today's show with an apology. Oh, why is that? Well, because I would you believe it, I made a mistake last week. Oh, that's unlikely. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it is. Uh, the mistake was, I was talking about Ivan Capelli making his debut in the 85 European Grand Prix. Well, that was right, as we know. But I said that he was the 1985 Formula 1000 champion. He wasn't. Who, he was. t- who, 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 who informed me of this? I'm going to say your brother. It's a trick question. Nobody did. I didn't fact check it on the internet. I just suddenly, I sat down thinking, gosh, how good am I to be able to elaborate on these answers? Then I thought, yes, wasn't it good of me to talk about Capelli being the 85, 40,000 champion? I thought, well, hold on. No, he wasn't. It was Christian Danner. Christian Danner was the 1985, 40,000 champion. So apologies for that. Another apology is that I sent out a great quiz question lined up. I never actually asked it. So I'm going to ask it first, and we're going to answer it at the end of the show. The question that I should have asked last week was this. What Formula One record does Keke Rosberg, and that is the father of Nico, hold? And it's to do with the number of wins. I will reveal all at the end. Okay, so what's first on the agenda? Pit lane news. Uh, Right, now, Joe, you're looking a little bit smug. Why are you looking so smug, Joe? Um, maybe because I got the prediction 100% right. Well done, you. And Ed and I, we, we got it. What did you I say, got, I, I went uh, Hanson, Verstappen, Bottas. So I got, I was, got two out Verstappen was second. Oh, so you so were I first. I got one and two, yeah. right? All right. But I didn't get So Joe or three, you got two and I got, I got third place again. Oh dear. I don't think I'm mistaken to say it is the first 100%. It is. That is, that, that, that is quite, that, that is some achievement. Now, in I, 100 episodes time, the question will be, who was the first person ever <laughs> on Pit Stop to get a 100%? Very good, very good. <laughs> well, obviously it won't be me because I keep on making mistakes. <laughs> right, so I, I I know the results, obviously, I've, I, and I've seen nothing of the race. So, Ed, you were saying earlier it was a little bit dull, but yeah. carry on. Well, Ooh. so it was a, the majority of the race was pretty dull and there wasn't much. Well, there was some overtaking, but there was nothing amazing that happened. There were a few DNFs here and there, mostly mechanical failures. Um, was there any rain? 
There was, there was spots. A spot of rain. It didn't, it didn't, but it didn't, it, you could still run on the slicks. It, it was only in one corner and there was nothing was, result of that. I think someone just lost their back end, but nothing yeah. happened to it. Yeah. Well, I would actually it disagree with Enterpoint. Right. So you I'd thought... say it was good. There was a safety car. There's always a safety car, isn't there? Virtual safety car. Okay, well, virtual, okay, well, virtual safety car or a real one. So what, a safety car. You're saying it was quite... Um, lots of DNFs. Yeah. Russell was flipped over by Raikkonen. Um, I just thought it was really exciting. There was always something happening. I'd okay. say within 10 minutes, there'll yeah. be another exciting event happening. 10 minutes or is we... quite a big gap. Oh, yeah. For, for a race that lasts maybe an hour and a half, 10 minutes between exciting things, for me, that's too long. Well, often those exciting things took 10 minutes to cool down. Hmm. Um, I just well, that, thought, that's fair enough. I just thought it was really exciting. I think maybe fueled by after Bottas got out and then I got 100% well, prediction. Hold on, hold on. You only found exciting because you got the prediction right. <laughs> That, I understand that now. So, Joe, out of five stars, you're quite generous with your stars with F1. I mean, what are you going to give it? To be fair, I don't know. If Bottas hadn't had that that failure, yeah. I think it would have been a lot more mundane. Uh, but, but because of that that failure, which shouldn't really be happening, by the way, yeah. um, but without this failure, yeah. I'd give it maybe a two. With so the failure, with the failure. four. I mean, so, 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 so one retirement... Yeah. goes from two stars to four stars because it was Bottas it because was he was leading because he you are quite hard. generous you are quite generous what's going to happen when we have a genuinely exciting race it'll be off the scale won't it it'll be probably about seven yeah. seven out of five Ed what about you I will just add that was Mercedes first DNF of the season mm. um, and it was a mechanical failure yes wow well, yeah. out of five stars Ed out of five stars I think it'll be slightly meaner than, than I Joe I think I'd give it maybe a three mm. I think there wasn't enough um, going on perhaps at Monza to go a bit higher. It's, it's not the easiest track to, to overtake on, is it? Not really. Not really. I like the track. I think it's yeah. a really good track. But it, it is. I, I've, the I, race wasn't brilliant. I have been to Nürburgring a number of times. Um, if you like sausages, you're in for a bit of a treat. Uh, my only, yeah, top, well, it's not a tip at all. If you go to the Nürburgring and if you're not a fan of sausages, Probably best to take your own food with you. Why have you gone to the Nürburgring if you don't like sausages? Well, I went there to watch <laughs> the European Le Mans series um, and also the World Endurance Championship. No, and the World Endurance Championships. So I've been there quite a few times. What they could have done to make it more exciting, right? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> run the Nordschleife. Obviously, <laughs> I'm joking. The Nordschleife. <laughs> that yes. would have been exciting. Yes. Lots of DNFs there. That, well, they, yes. That, that, would, that would be very That two miles straight with, imagine that with DRS. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it was too dangerous for Formula 1 in 76. So, yeah. there we are. So, moving on. Sir, I believe you watched the MotoGP. MotoGP. Well, what was my prediction? I can't remember. I uh, s- you said Cotteraro. I said, I said yes. I was very confident in saying that Cotteraro would win his home. And start getting going. And the Yamahas would be dominant. I clearly know nothing. Do you know who won it, by the way? No. I remember you told me uh, the other day, but I cannot remember. Well, it was Petrucci. From yes. Alex Marquez. If you had said to me on last week, sir, I think Petrucci will win and Alex Marquez will be second, I would have said to you, well, you clearly know nothing. Right. Uh, I would say it's one of the most extraordinary races I've ever seen. I mean, the, the last race in Catalonia, MotoGP seemed to be getting back to, to normal, you know, Quattararo winning. Okay, that was, you know, that was his third race win. It had been hugely unpredictable before. Nobody, nobody would have predicted Petrucci to win that race. Petrucci has been nowhere all year. In fact, not, not just this year. He won a race, the uh, Mugello, last year. And since he won his home race last year, I think that was in was it, uh, probably June of last year, he has been 
nowhere. So this result literally came out of the blue. I think part of it was due to the fact that Pacucci is slightly heavier than the other riders. The conditions were cool. He was perhaps able to generate more heat in the tyres. Um, and as for Alex Marquez, where that second place came from, I mean, Alex Marquez, you know, on a good day, might, might get into the top 10. Uh, Honda have not had a podium all year. Um, it was out of five stars. Well, it's, it's easily five stars. So we know that Pacucci won. Uh, Jack Miller could have won, but he retired. I, did he, I think he might have crashed. I think Alex Rins looks as like if he's going to win it. Um, what happened to Rins? I think he went off as well. Um, one of the craziest races I've ever seen. There wasn't a dull moment. Five stars, maybe even seven out of five. It, wow. it was that exciting. Right. Um, well, what's next, Joe? Uh, it is the news. Do we do we have any news this week? It all seems to be um, quite quiet to me. There's nothing major, no? although we did see the second return of Nico Hulkenberg uh, this week at the Nürburgring. He got a call probably about 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. It was that last minute? Qualified there. Qualified and, uh, P20. Qualified P20, which yeah. you would expect. Well, with, with, with no missing out the free practice today. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no practice on... Friday. But then to get points from it. That's yeah. very good. That's very good. That, that, that is a great result. The, the only bit of news I saw is is about, you might say about this, Joe, about um, your friend, the Australian chat, Ricardo. Ricardo. And his uh, agreement with Cyril Abitbol. And um, what is that agreement? Uh, there was a previous agreement, I think it was when he signed, he joked, uh, those two joked together, saying that if Ricardo ever got a podium for Renault, uh, for Renault yeah. um, a beatball would get a tattoo of Ricardo's choice. I think both of them said they would get tattoos. Oh. I think both of them are. Possibly. Yeah. So I heard that he's holding him to it. Eddie got an update on that. Uh, well, yeah, I remember uh, they were talking about, I think Ricardo's going to choose what, and then Cyril's going to choose how big and when. Or so it's something okay. along those lines. That's interesting. But yeah, it's going to be really yes. interesting to see what he does get. Yeah. Um, Yes, that yeah. would be interesting. So, I mean, really, in terms he did, of... He did say on the podium, before going on the podium, it would have to be something German. Oh, yes, um, that would make so sense. That would that be, be appropriate. Yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's another, another piece of news. MotoGP, uh, Petrucci, the chap who won uh, the, the race on uh, the weekend in France, he's not being... We know he's not being retained by Ducati, because you told us the other day, Ed, yeah. you told us the, the new Ducati riders. In fact, he's leaving Ducati altogether. I thought he might be going back to, to Primac team he used to race on, but um, he said he's going to KTM, not the factory team, he's going to Tectoire, uh, the, the satellite team. So that that's, it, it's good news, I suppose, because there aren't that many seats available for next year. Everybody loves Petrucci, um, and he's obviously, you know, Petrucci is back. Thank goodness for that. Test the teacher. This is why I get a little bit nervous. I've done, and I do last week, and I did well, didn't I? I have to be careful, obviously, if I try and, um, you know, add some extra information. This why I have to be careful. Um, so, yes, um, listeners might want to fact check what I'm saying, because it'll be entirely off the top of my head here. Right, uh, Joe, what do, we, what do we got first? Okay, the first one is yeah. on circuits. Uh, we like circuits. I'm confident on circuits. Of the following corners at Spa, yeah. which is the odd one out? Right. Eau Rouge, Blanchiment, yeah. and Burnville. Well, they're all corners at Spa. Yes. Right. That is a very good question. I do know the answer. Joe, yes. the answer is Burnville. Am I right? That is correct. And shall I explain to you why it's the right answer? 
Yeah, go ahead. Try not to uh, include the wrong answers this time. <laughs> I'm confident I won't make any mistakes. Burnville is a corner at Spa, but it's a corner on the old Spa Francorchamps circuit. You won't find it on the current layout. It's on the original nine-mile layout, and it's um, a very, very fast right-hander, which goes through the village of Burnville. And you could drive. Um, around that corner because it, it's all public road. The old Spa Francorchamps was made up entirely of public road. So you can drive the old circuit, apart from the bit bit of it which which is now the modern circuit, uh, yeah. um, you can drive the rest of it. Wow. Have you, have you done that? Lots of times. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, good. And no mistakes there. Right. Excellent. Joe, the next one. Uh, and now these last two mm-hmm. are from F1 in the 1980s. Yeah, that's my specialist subject, 80s F1. Okay, I am confident here. What do you got then, Joe? Okay, so it's part A and part B to this. Oh, is it? Part A. Who won the closest driver's world championship of all time? And what's part B? And part B is by what margin? Right, okay. Um, the answer is Nicky Lauda. It's 1984. And I think, Ed, you... you, you you're suggesting you know the answer to this. You know I, the margin, I think Ed? I know it. Why? I think you mentioned it. Well, did, did, did you know the margin? It was half a point. It was half it? a point. And, yes. and do you know why it was half a point? I think it was because uh, they had to half a race. They did. Do you know so which race that was? Not off the top of my head. Okay, it was the Monaco Grand Prix. I thought it would be. And there was heavy rain. Yeah. Uh, Alan Prost was leading... And he was being rapidly caught by a chap called Ayrton Senna in the Tolman. Now, at that stage, that was Ayrton Senna's first year in Formula One. Uh, Tolman was, you know, the world wasn't, I, I say, lower midfield team. Um, and he would have caught and passed Prost. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but unfortunately, they, they stopped the race before he was able to do that because it hadn't gone half distance. They awarded half points. Uh, and that's why Louder ended up winning by half a point. Um, so, Ed, well, good knowledge, Ed. That's, that's very impressive. Right. And the final question, also on F1 1980s, yeah. is who partnered Derek Warwick in the 1990 Lotus lineup? Right, I know the answer to that. Uh, well, just check this. It's Martin Donnelly, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. Now, Martin Donnelly, okay, I'm going to add information here. Yep. Martin Donnelly, what we say about Martin Donnelly? Um, he actually didn't finish the season. Oh. Uh, well, unfortunately, actually, his... Actually, I think I might know how this how this ends. Okay, okay. Good good luck with this, Joe. Right? Does it end from a bit of a ghastly crash? It was, it was. both yeah. legs. He doesn't lose his legs. He uh, breaks them, definitely. Uh, that, yeah, I think it was a bit more than that. I mean, it was a very serious leg injury. So he went off. It was a Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, to red, are you familiar with the red? It was you got you got the yeah. last last three corners are they fast right-handers? Not in the current F1. Uh, no, no, it is. It is. Well, <laughs> oh, it's not in the current F1 calendar, but MotoGP they they use those fast corners. He went off. There wasn't much in the way of runoff, um, and his legs were very seriously broken, and that was the end of his Formula One career. That was the end of it. So. Bit of a sombre note to finish on there. Um, on a slightly lighter note, okay. hopefully. Keep it light, that's good. <laughs> we have got up next, what's your favourite? Today is 
favourite MotoGP rider. First, I'm going to go to Ed. Can I just say, what, 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 a, what a brilliant topic to choose. Thank you. Well yes. done. Ed, who are you uh, going for? This may seem a bit of a boring answer, but Valentino Rossi. It's, not, it's a very, very good answer. He's very well loved. Thank you. Yeah, he's... Well, he is. I mean, you go to any MotoGP, I said this last week, you go to any, yeah, any MotoGP, and, you know, 80% of the crowd will be in yellow. Uh, supporting Rossi. Now, I bought a Rossi hat when I went to Bruno for the Czech Republic race, not because I'm a Rossi fan, it's just because it's what you do. You go to MotoGP, you, you've got to buy a yellow hat. like Rossi, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and also, anything else you want to say about Rossi, Ed? Um, I think he's just a brilliant driver or rider. Rider, yeah. Um, and he's got plenty of success. What, what he, absolutely, he's yes. quite old now. Can you just yeah, check his um, age? He, I mean, he is getting on a bit. 41. That is unbelievable. He's 41. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Pretty good. I think what I, I like. Think Kimmy's getting on. <laughs> How old's Kimmy then? I think he's 40. Oh, okay. What I like about Valentino Rossi is that he's the person who's, who's kind of, when I say save MotoGP, he's the person who's made it such a big sport. Um, so he is, he is literally a living legend. Right, um, Joe, is it you next? Yep. Who's your favourite? My favourite rider is Jack Miller. Really, we like Jack Miller. Why do you like Jack Miller? He's just such a, a great personality. He is. He's fun to watch. He is. Well, but, he, but he's also very amusing off the bike. He's very down to earth. Is he a bit of a MotoGP Tan Ricardo? I think he's probably... He's, he's just a sort of regular sort of... He's a bit of a lad, actually. He's yeah. got a very good sense of humour. And I, I've seen some sort of behind-the-scenes footage of him. And he kind of jokes with the other riders. So we do like... Does Jack sound Miller. a bit like Daniel Ricciardo, yeah, yes. Okay, well, Ricciardo's like that as well. Must be these Australians. Um, yeah. Okay, and it's... And with uh, you. Well, this is difficult, isn't it? Because I, I like them all. Because I, I like all MotoGP riders. I mean, they're all characters. They're all incredibly brave. Because all of them risk injury every race unlike formula one drivers who um you know i'm not saying it's well formula one is, is really quite safe nowadays i mean how many injuries have there been this season probably none how many motor gp injuries have there been too many to mention i mean too, i mean they are fracturing you know sh shoulders what have you or, you know on a very regular basis and so a lot of riders actually ride whilst they're into cal crutchlow's got a serious issue with his arm climbing so, it is a difficult question. I'm going to go for uh, Johan Zarco. Mm. Um, why Johan Zarco? Well, again, if you met Johan Zarco, you wouldn't, you wouldn't actually, you wouldn't think he was a, um, a motorcycle racer. He's sort of normal. Well, he, he's quite quiet. Um, he's incredibly talented. Um, anybody who puts um, and Avintia Ducati on pole position. Yes. You know, this, as I said before, it's a back of the grid team. He puts it on pole. He actually finished fifth of the weekend. Again, you know, the Avintia Ducati is a bit like, I suppose, Alfa Romeo in terms of competitiveness. It's, it, it's, it's a satellite back team. Of the grid. It's yeah. a third string team. It should be back of the grid. His teammate Rabat is at the back of the grid. But Zarco performs miracles uh, on that bike. So he's an incredible talent. Um, yeah, and just just a very quiet person. Um, yeah, so he would be my 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 pick as my favourite MotoGP rider. But I could easily have chosen any of the any others. Other. In all fairness, could you have chosen Jack Miller? Could you? Have I like Jack Miller. I, I, I like all of them. In fact, you know, Petrucci. Everybody loves Petrucci. I mean, 
I like all of them. None of them are dull. Unlike Formula One. <laughs> well, you know, who's the biggest character in Formula One? Kimi Raikkonen. You'll probably say Kimi Raikkonen. Well, yeah. yeah, but he's the quite. He's, he's a character because he's so quiet. That to me is not much of a character. Doesn't really care. He doesn't. Okay, he doesn't care. I, 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 I get that. But you know, most F1 drivers, I don't think they're probably the most interesting people. <laughs> I in think um, people like Lando Norris and well, they, 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 they see they've brought a lot more of okay. kind of the yeah. 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 side. Yeah. yeah, but fair enough. Right, uh, moving on. Mrs. Fleming's A to Z. Now we'll go with Sir first. It's D, what isn't it? Is your D? It's D. Well, it's I'm sport for choice. I mean, haven't you struggled with C? Although, you know, Jim Clark, we never thought of Jim Clark. D, I'm sport for choice. I mean, so I'm going to go for, because I like MotoGP. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you notice that. Uh, it's got to be Davizioso. Davizioso. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's second in the championship, somehow. Um, he actually came fourth of the weekend. He's quite consistent. He's very consistent. Uh, he's been runner-up um, the last few years. You know, without Mark, Mark Marquez, he'd have been champion multiple times. Um, he's a real thinker. He's the sort of person who will get the bike home. And even if the bike's not competitive, he'll get it home. He'll get it in the points. Um, he's a real, I think, a thinking man's racer. Um, but he hasn't got a ride next year. He stepped away from. He stepped. He, he stepped away from Ducati simply because he doesn't think they value him. They value him enough. It's not a money issue. It's not that he wants to be paid more money. He just doesn't feel he's valued, and he's walked away from the team. So and no one's signing. I him don't up. think he's got a seat for next year, which would be he might even go car racing, but be a great loss to MotoGP. Yeah. So, said for me, Joe. What about you? For me, it's Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, what a surprise! What a surprise! <laughs> I think I'm liking that a little bit more after the podium. Yeah, I thought that might be. <laughs> but he's. I love the dive bombs. What are the dive bombs? He's famous for them. What are they? Just shooting it up the inside. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you meant to jump into a swimming pool. Right. So he, <laughs> he, he does do that right. as well. He probably does. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 again, he's arguably, along with Raikkonen, the biggest character in F1. I just, I just, I just, I love him. Although that's not difficult. Probably one of my favourite drivers. It's not difficult to be the biggest character <laughs> in F1. So he has a sense of humour. Yes, I do. I do like him. Yeah. Um, and he's not not too shabby on the driving front. He's been pushing Renault up. I'll tell you what, that's pretty to, good. Up I mean, positions they really shouldn't absolutely. really be in. When was brilliant? What was last time Renault? And he deserves this McLaren seat. I think it was, this is their first for many many years. First podium since they've been a. It's been Renault a long. I was amazed at how long that gap has been. I think the last win would have been when they were. Lotus. But the last podium was an awful oh, long time ago. Yeah. So actually, for him to actually to, to, to put it on the podium, I think that speaks it's, volumes. Yeah. Ed, what about you? Uh, for me, it's not a driver, it's not a team, it's not ooh, a circuit. Ooh, ooh. My D is DRS. No! No! Okay, well, I, I, I won't say anything. <laughs> and the reason I picked <laughs> DRS is because I know Mr. Bird hates it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sure all of you are aware what DRS is. Uh, I don't think it will be, actually. So in a, I mean, if, if Mrs. Pendleton's listening, she won't have a clue. <laughs> so DRS is a system involved with the rear wing of the cars, which opens, when activated, opens a flap on the rear wing. When is it activated? Uh, when you're in one, within one second of the car ahead. And that's to um, try and instigate overtakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to in, 
Yeah. And it um, increases your speed, I think it's by 15 kilometres. I, I think so. You're a fan of this? In some ways, yes, in some ways, no. I think yeah. he's brought it up because it's a talking point rather than... Yeah, yeah. it is it's, a good it's, yeah. I think it was introduced probably for a few years ago. I think it was introduced in 2012. And you know the funny thing is, when it was introduced, I thought, well, this is fantastic. I, I was a big fan to start yes. with because, because the... Because there were issues with, you know, very processional races. Why do they, you dislike it? Well, that's what I expect. They weren't DRS. Cars were like, oh, this is fantastic. But um, um, the problem I have with it is we no longer have any battles. What we have now is yeah. a car gets within one second, sails past and disappears. Yeah, we saw that spot early on this season where on the camp straight, coming with so much momentum through Rally on a No Rouge, they just open up the DRS and they get so much overspeed. They just yeah. I, I was watching the other day on YouTube, I think it was a clip, I think it was, I don't know, I'm going to say the 2000 and, it might have been 2008 German Grand Prix, where there's no DRS. And it's really interesting, I think it was Button was, was battling with, I don't think it was 2008 actually, but Button was battling with um, Alonso. And the battle went on and on and lap after that. It was really interesting, and I think yeah. eventually Button got by. You don't get those anymore. They sell by, battles don't last. What's in one second? DRS zone, overtake gone, and that's the end of it. You don't your... have protracted battles anymore. It's too easy. What would be your solution, though? Because I think if you took it away, you would go back to those mundane processional races. But they're still able. Have you noticed? You watch the opening laps. Is it the opening lap is without DRS? Uh, opening first, three. It's activated when you're going onto lap three. Lap three. But yeah. they still yes, overtake. They great. still overtake. And actually, those overtakes, you know, they've had to work for those overtakes. I think you would still get overtaken, but they'd have to work a lot harder, but you would have battles which would go on. Yeah. That and that probably explains why, when you're talking about the German Grand Prix, you said it was 10 minutes between exciting things, get rid of DRS, and I think you'd have more prolonged activities wow. of excitement because, you know, the, 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 the battle would go on for yeah. lap after lap after lap. Now, it, 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 as I said, you overtake, that's the end of that battle, then you wait 10 minutes before you catch it up to the next car. So... I'm not a fan at all. Ed, thank you for bringing that up. Um, some, some good... Slight rant. That's a bit of a rant. We like our rants. What do we got next, Ed, um, uh, Joe? We have What's On. Right. Okay. Um, not as busy as last weekend. No. Last weekend was, as it turned out, unbelievably busy. <laughs> this weekend... Uh, it is MotoGP again, actually. I didn't think it was. Um, I thought we'd have a gap of maybe a couple of weeks, but it's not. We're going to Aragon this weekend. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. I, I mean, I'm going to go for a Ducati because there's a long straight to Aragon. Let's, I mean, Bagnai has disappeared completely, so I'm not going to go for him. Um, Joanne Mir, well, he was nowhere at the weekend. I, can't, I don't think Petrucci will back up the win. Let's go Jack Miller. Oh, gosh. Let's go. Well, we might as well go Jack Miller, but it, but it could be anybody. Yeah. Um, it's that unpredictable. So that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Uh, what else uh, this weekend? Well, actually, there, there's something called the Petit Le Mans race. You probably haven't heard of that. You've heard of Le Mans, Petit Le Mans. That's um, that's a round of the the IMSA series. IMSA being American Le Mans cars. It's uh, like a ten hour race. Road Atlanta is probably perhaps my favourite racetrack in the world. Um, it's one of the classic endurance races. So, my word, I'm going to be, Sunday's going to be a busy day for me. I've got all the MotoGP to watch. I've got this 10-hour 
Pretty Le Mans race. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a busy weekend for me. Great. So, now, before we go, I won't make the same mistake again. I asked a question at the start of the program. What Formula 1 record is held by Keke Rosberg and it's to do with the number of wins? Don't look it up. Don't, don't cheat. Can you ever guess? Uh, is it number of wins at a certain track, perhaps? No. I like that. Do you have a guess? in a certain car, certain brand? No. It is. Keke Rosberg is... Now, he won the 1982 Formula 1 World Championship. Do you know how many wins he achieved in that year? No. Well, have a guess. I reckon... I, I think from that, I can guess what his record okay. is. Was it at least wins in the season? Least wins in a it's championship, in a championship season. winning season. You are right, Ed. So I know it's not the most. Yeah, that exactly. That, absolutely. How many? I am going to say... I'm going to say zero, and it's a trick question. <laughs> no, actually, he did win. I'm going to say... <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. One. One win. He, he, what was that one? Very good question. It was the Swiss Grand Prix. That was held at Dijon, which is in France. Now, that sounds a bit odd. It does, well, yes. Well, motor racing is, has been banned in Switzerland since 1955 when you had the Bad Le Mans crash. Yes, motor racing. Wow. So, they had a Swiss Grand Prix. You have to hold it in France at Dijon. Now, I remember the race. It was a bit of a dull race. Rosberg didn't lead from start to finish, as was often the case in 82. Uh, the two Renaults went out in the lead. Uh, they dominated the race. Pretty boring. And I think both Renaults... Surprise, surprise, blew up. They always used to blow up. And Rosberg inherited the win. And that was his only win that season. Um, I mean, really, the championship would have gone to Didier Peroni. In fact, Didier Peroni, bizarrely, was, I think, was, was, he, was he in the championship hunt and come the last race or the race before? He actually um, was severely injured in qualifying for the German Grand Prix of that year. And that was the end of his Formula One career. But he was leading the championship then. And he wasn't overtaken until maybe maybe the, in the last couple of races. Um, so you know, Rosberg only really won the championship because Peroni um, was was you know very seriously injured. So there we go. He won the world championship with only one race victory. Blimey. And on that bombshell, I think that ends uh, today's show. So it's uh, good evening from me. Good evening. Good evening from Joe and good evening from me. This was an SJC Radio production. The writers and presenters were Mr. Bird, Joe and Ed. And this week's episode was also produced and edited by Mr. Bird. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe 
on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.